come take that trash out real quick. I'm in the middle of an online game, but can I do it right after I'm Absolutely done? not. Let's go. Hold up. Hold up. Parents, let me explain something real quick. Just in case y'all didn't know, online games, that's like if she was playing a real game and I made her say, Mr. Referee, can you pause the game real quick and let me have her come over here and take the trash out and let all of her teammates down? Here's the deal with online games. It's the same thing. You can't pause an online game and she's got teammates that she's going to let down if you just have her come take out the trash right now when we know that trash can wait for 10, 15 minutes, however long this online game takes. But here's the deal. Kids, if I let you do that, as soon as your online game is over, please come take the trash out. Deal? Deal. Deal? Do better. So there was this clip on Instagram of a white father, and the race is important for this, for how we want to discuss it. Mm -hmm. um, he walked in on his white daughter playing a video game, mm -hmm. and she was playing um, a game online, and she, he was like, he wanted her to take out the trash or something. Mm -hmm. She was like, hey, I'm playing um, an online game. I'm playing with the team. Could mm -hmm. I just finish this? And, and when I'm done, do it. Mm -hmm. And he, and basically the whole thing, to, to get to the gist of it, I'm going to play the clip. Um, the father was like, hey, parents, if you know your child is playing a video game that's online and it's, a, it's through a team and they're counting on her, mm -hmm. we may not fully get it. So I'm telling you, it's important to them. Mm -hmm. You know, if mm -hmm. they're going to do the work when it's over, let, mm -hmm. them, let them do it when it's, when it's done. Like, it's, mm -hmm. as long as they get their stuff handled. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Black folk online were like, oh, hell no. I wish my child would tell me. <laughs> and the thing is, she was very respectful. She was. She was like, hey, if I could just. And so what it got a conversation going of, are Black parents too authoritarian mm -hmm. without even thinking about the reason as to why mm -hmm. and are they just kind of randomly trying to get a power fix because we're just so traumatized as a race mm -hmm. um or is that good parenting so yeah well first of all i think as far as with the point that he was trying to put forth i love it you know what i mean i think like you said she was respectful so she, that's one thing that a parent wants to have from their child is respect and she exuded that then on top of that I love the aspect of, well, first let me back up. The games that she was playing is different from when we were coming up. I guess anyone pre, what, 2000? Any 80s babies, 90s babies, and yeah. up to whatever. When we played video games. pause it and go back. Right, they weren't live. You could pause right. and everything right. stopped. You could go do your chore and you could come back. But now, you know, you have inter live interaction. And so if she were to have stopped and left the game, then everyone else would, I guess, lost points. So they would have lost the tournament or whatever. So it would <laughs> affected other people. So in, in a way, it's also teaching her how to be responsible to people yes. who are yes. dependent on her, you know, and she can still carry that responsibility over to doing her chores after she finishes. You know what I mean? And so I didn't see anything wrong with that. So I think that's good parenting. I, th I think that's totally fine. And plus it was taking the trash out. It wasn't, it, obviously the trash wasn't going to come. The trash people weren't going to come in the next hour. So she had time. There was no rush. There was no immediate need to just stop everything. And I think for someone who would have demanded that she needed to stop playing what she was doing, go take care of it right now, would be on a power trip and they just needed to be validated and boosted up in some way. And they, that, they could exude that control over somebody else. And yes, I do think that many, not all, but many black parents have fallen into that trap for many years. You know what I mean? And I, I think that, like you said, it comes from our race being oppressed for so much. And now we have someone else that we can be dominion over and we can use that as an advantage. As for me, I will say 
from what I remember, I do remember my parents having those moments, <laughs> having those moments of power and authority, you know, and just kind of shutting things down. But I also do remember at times when I would have been playing a game or doing something that I enjoyed, something leisure. And they said, all right, when you finish this, as soon as you finish, make sure you go and do what I told you, whether it was taking out the trash or doing the dishes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is sometimes I would forget, you know what I mean? And then that would be a whole nother, whole nother thing. You so know? Honestly, if you have a history of forgetting, I guess right. that's where it becomes individual. Because I know that me yeah. and my brother Marcus growing up, I was definitely the reliable kid where they said, do this when it's over. I would do it. And um, they could trust that I would. Marcus would forget. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, he would forget for several hours. Right. Um, so I, so that's part of it too. I yeah. I think that what a lot of people were saying who were on the side of 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 the father of yeah. the white father was that you know obviously there are things to take into consideration. If your child is failing in school or right, there are a lot of reasons why they shouldn't be on the video game in the first place. Right. If more yeah. they know, if mm-hmm. you have a rule, no getting on the game until X Y Z chores are done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously yeah. that's that's clear. But yeah. if you're, but I've definitely either experienced it occasionally with my parents growing up and seen it with parents of my friends where I think I think what a lot of people are, a lot of us are saying without saying the words is that we are now aware as adults that a lot of times our parents were taking out their stress on us. Oh yeah. And, and absolutely they felt powerless in their own lives or stressed mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And they were exerting authority in unnecessary ways. Right, and right. We can see that now. And I think that it's funny yeah. how many people were defending, like, oh, I would have just turned the game off. Da, da, da. I'm like, some of y'all, y'all don't, y'all can't talk to y'all parents now because of how y'all came up. Right. Y'all are resentful now, talking about y'all was raised right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. Right. And it's a cycle. It's like they're doing the same thing that was done to them. You know, when does it ever break? When do we ever change? Which is literally why some of us feel like certain parents do that in the first place is because if you don't feel powerful at work my i have a theory mm. that when people don't feel powerful in their own lives mm-hmm. they exert power in petty ways yeah and for me petty is not a cool sexy thing it's right. not funny it's not petty as in you're gonna cut somebody off if they're trying to cross lanes right you're gonna like slow down as you're walking across a car mm-hmm. you're gonna take the last like whatever at the thing like you're gonna like there's all these like petty things that we mm-hmm. do to feel mm-hmm. powerful yeah it's, it's the whole well i'm not going i'm gonna wait for you to text me i'm not gonna text you all mm-hmm. these little things that if you really felt secure in your power in your everyday life yeah you would be able to let it go yeah. but, but you're so desperate for a little victory mm-hmm. that you take it in these little small kind of ironically childish ways yeah because you don't feel powerful in your everyday life yeah but it's true you've got to we have to really heal and mm-hmm. like i see a lot of anger like one thing i i just want to scream out at black parents is that your child having a mind is not inherently disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I've seen instances where black children, like we laugh at white kids for being able to speak to their parents. I don't mean yeah. speak back to as in, shut up, mom. I'm not talking about that. We've seen that. We've, we've right. seen that. Like, you know, you still have it. Like, I, I know. Right, yeah. I'm talking about just having a point of view on things <laughs> respectfully. I've right. seen, well, I've seen, um, on social media, black people be like, oh, that's disrespect. I would never let my child talk to me like that. Mm. I think there's, in the black community, we dehumanize children. Yeah. I think there's yeah. this idea that children are to be seen and not heard, mm-hmm. that you don't have an opinion save for that I give you, and yeah. you don't get to have an opinion until you get to be a certain age, and even then you probably still don't have... <laughs> right. <laughs> that's <laughs> I think true. we have to heal that. I we think do. Because one thing I share with my partner sometimes, we both 
um, you know, I run a business and I have people who work for my business, a lot black people, and he's mm -hmm. in a position of authority over several black people as well. There's a thing that a lot of times black people have where in the workspace, where they don't take initiative, not because of laziness, but they're so afraid of making a mistake. Right. And mm -hmm. they don't, they're like, oh, well, they'll literally follow the rules that you give them to a T and not use any kind of like common sense to fill in some gaps. Mm -hmm. like, you didn't tell me to do this, you said do this, this, and this. Right. I think it's because of culturally how we're raised. Yeah. It's like, well, you're not gonna get me in trouble. Like, right. like I think that what I've learned from employing both white and black people, white people more often will take initiative or just say, well, I saw this needed to be done, so I did it. Right. Um, whereas a lot of times black people won't do it or go that extra mile, again, not because they're lazy, not because mm -hmm. they're lacking in intelligence, but because they're like, oh, I didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah, I don't want that responsibility, yeah. Exactly, mm -hmm. and I think there's a fear of responsibility because we're not allowed to have that growing up the same way. White children are taught that they are people at a young age. Of yeah. course, some white people are abused, so I don't mean these exceptions, that, yeah. people, ah, that wasn't me. Generally, culturally, because mm -hmm. yeah. we, we laugh about it when we see it. Like, you like know, oh, they're talking to that white kid like they're a person. Are they so well-spoken? Because right. white kids are allowed to have a voice. Yeah. And I wonder if, um, for a lot of black people, their fear of messing up, if it has something to do with when growing up, we were always taught we had to be better. You know, we had to be the most the smartest because they're going to be against us. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. our grades had to be the best. We had to be the best in sports. We had to be the most well-mannered. Not saying that all of us were, but we that was the expectation, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And maybe, maybe that's been carried over into adulthood where there's a there's a standard of perfectionism for many of us that has actually stifled us rather than let us flourish. And also because maybe. the punishment was steep. I don't think we Oh my gosh, yes. So it's yeah. like we would get hit. And we we laugh at a lot of white kids for like, oh, they're just talking to the child. The child gets to learn that I have safe I know yeah, for me, and I love my parents. I'm super close with them. Yeah. I did not feel like it was safe to make mistakes. I yeah. did not feel that way. Yeah. I wasn't worried about them murdering me or beating the hell out of me. But mm -hmm. I was, but I knew that I was going to get chewed out. Right. And I think that they, I'm, and to be fair, I know they thought they were doing the right thing. Yeah. But I didn't feel safe at all to come to them and tell them like that I was concerned about. Like, it just. I think for a lot of black children growing up, you don't feel like it's safe to make mistakes without getting like reprimanded and chewed mm -hmm. out really badly. Right. I don't think it's, I, I didn't feel like growing up, I could just go to my parents just to talk to them about my feelings and shit, yeah. you know, yeah. at all. And I know mm -hmm. many white kids feel the same way, but in mm -hmm. general, from what I've observed, having black and white friends, black and white clients, black and white um, employees, mm -hmm. um, white people generally, mm -hmm. they can even, like even, Again, I know black exceptions, but generally my white friends can joke with their parents in a way that I would that mm -hmm. that I would not see for most of my black friends. Mm -hmm. Like even yeah. joking about, oh shut up, mom. Mm -hmm. Like in a jokey way as adults. Yeah, you know, I don't find that. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm oh, much more cool with my parents now, but there's still a line that my my white friends have with their parents that we don't have. And I think that um mm -hmm. I I think that a lot of us our parents die with, uh, with us feeling like we never really knew them. Yeah, people. I can see that. You know, as a side note, one thing I am liking, um, I am seeing a new voice emerge a little bit when it comes to discipline of children. Mm -hmm. um, I'm starting to see other Black people who are not for whipping and beating their kids, you know, as a form of discipline. And I think that's healthy um, because I, I don't know what the studies show. I don't know if there's any marked um, studies to give evidence that beating your kids has some type of positive effect even for myself like in the moment it was just 
it was because I got many beatings. In the moment, it was just fear. I did not go away from that moment thinking my parents love me or, um, okay, I'm not going to do it again because now I know where respect is. If anything, yes, I would have been fearful to do it again, but it was just out of fear. It, I didn't learn anything, you know, except this is extremely painful. I feel like I'm going to die and now I'm really upset. You know what I mean? If anything, maybe so, you sowed seeds of contempt or resentment for your Yeah. Family. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I still got in, I still got in trouble after that. So clearly it wasn't necessarily doing anything. I just feel like there are better ways to help a child to develop emotionally and mentally without having to have a physical onslaught of, of discipline that way, you know, but anyways, my whole point is that I'm starting to see other black people feel that way too. And hopefully that'll continue to grow as we go. I think it's especially, sorry, I I talked over you at the end. That's cool. It just hit me what you were saying. Especially mm-hmm. when you, when the parent is either yelling in your face or physically hitting you, yes, telling you how to be appropriate out in the world, right? And so, and it's and it's a dramatic difference, right? And so, and I think part of that, I'm a, I know some people might think I'm reaching. I think part of it is internalized anti-blackness. I oh, think yeah. there's an idea that black children in particular are not intelligent enough yeah. to understand communication. Oh, I agree. Um, and I, I don't agree. think that that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I think that. It's also because a lot of a lot of people who are parents in our community are yeah. barely out of childhood themselves. Right. But, um, right. That's also another factor. But I don't it think is. culturally we're taught proper coping mechanisms and how to process emotions. Right. And I think I there's still a lot of oh I, I'm gonna tell you what I feel. There's still yeah. a lot of that. And if I was white, this would be the most racist thing ever. But the fact is, of course, there are many exceptions. I know many who didn't grow up this way and people in my family do not act like this. But I also know many people who exemplify the stereotypes to a T. Mm-hmm. And that's just facts. You yeah. know, and, and yeah. I do think that it's kind of applauded. You can see it on social media. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, oh, hell no, I wish my, my child would. And yeah. I just think that um, I'm glad that there are people like us. So I think about how you and I are. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I didn't know you as a child. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine that we were similar in this way that we would have understood a, just a, a nice talking to. <laughs> right. Uh, I, That's I, all I necessary. To, to be honest, I did not get spanked or beat or whatever a lot as a kid. I, I think yeah. the last spanking I can kind of remember was when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. I think I was having a fight with Marcus and my dad kind of spanked, spanked my behind a little bit. It wasn't mm-hmm. really that bad. But when I was younger, who with the belt. And this thing, mm-hmm. like, I remember getting, I'm sorry, dad, but this is just, just being vulnerable and being honest. Mm-hmm. I remember me and Marcus, when me and Marcus were kids, we'd like watch a scary movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, we would like go into each other's room and sleep in the same bed. Mm-hmm. And like my dad, he was trying to get us to sleep in our own beds and trying to like grow up or whatever. He was spankers for that. I, looking mm-hmm. back, I'm like that was so unnecessary. You, you know, know, that there were a lot of spankers like that just, that yeah. was just unnecessary. That <laughs> is, that, first of all, that is unnecessary. And I might've already shared this story on a podcast once, but I remember one time, you might remember, we were um, going to, we were at Ocean City. And so it was me, my dad, I can only remember my dad, of course, but my brother Marcus or Monty, I was supposed to hold one of their hands. I was walking beside them and we were walking on like some rocks or whatever, but I just didn't want to hold his hand. I just wanted to walk right beside him. And so my dad was like, hold your brother's hand, but I didn't want to, so I kept yanking my hand away. I I didn't run ahead. I didn't lag behind. I just wanted to walk beside him hands-free. And my dad got so upset and whipped me right outside, like in front of everybody for not holding my brother's hand, for walking, you know, like where we were going. For what reason? For what reason? Because I wouldn't hold his hand. That doesn't make any sense. I know they would say, well, we're trying to protect you. We're doing it for your safety. What? Where was the... Okay. You could have fallen. Oh, my... Eric, we were like... I know, I know, I know. 
but my whole thing is that is the unnecessary moments of being beat down like that. You know what I mean? It, it's I don't know. And it, I tell you this, it did instill a fear, not the fear that he wanted, but a fear of him. You know what I mean? And I think that played a role in our relationship and my perception of him as I got older. You know, I I I love my parents, of course, and I know they love me too. But you know, I see some people in the way that they they communicate with their parents in like a I don't know, like a I'm just not like lovey dovey or whatever. Like they're really close in some ways. And I'm close to my parents, but there is still like, you know, a wall of sorts, you know what I mean? And I think it's moments like those that built up, you know, that type of golf between us. Yeah, I actually have that lovey-dovey kind of relationship with my parents. And we talk all the time and we're close, but that's, they got lucky. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody in my family would admit to this. Mm -hmm. My mutant power is communication and I've forced us to talk and revisit those past instances and kind of address things. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing was, I I see that you are a person and that you acted the way you did Mm -hmm. in accordance with what you thought was best. I didn't villainize them for it. I don't think that they were malicious or that I think that, I think even that with the story you told, I'm sure in his mind, he was doing what he thought was the right thing. Right. It had been modeled for him for his whole life. Right. But, um, but I was like, we got to talk about it. Because what one thing parents like to throw up is um, there's no instruction manual. Like, you don't know what you're going to. Okay, fair enough. But that does mm-hmm. not mean you're not held accountable for the mistakes you made. Exactly. Like, even if you pass that stop sign unwittingly, you might still get a ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like we have to, we have to talk about this and acknowledge, mm-hmm. you know, because there are times like that where I feel like it's overdone, but maybe with good intentions. Then other times I'm like, you just had a hard day mm-hmm. and you have to admit just to the to yourself the fact that you might have just been like letting out the stress of the day mm-hmm. uh, like under like in using like discipline as an excuse and i know yeah. marcus feels has had similar experiences when i brought, brought this up before mm-hmm. i remember him nodding really hard but mm-hmm. i think that i've had to have conversations with them to help them like look part <laughs> two things i think we have to realize that our parents are people yeah. That having sex and having children does not magically imbue you with particular knowledge or wisdom or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There are people who had sex and had kids. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. they, they're learning as they go. Mm-hmm. And, and they're bringing a lot of their shit, whatever was done to them as kids, is largely what they think of as good or bad parenting. Yeah. But I think that it's incumbent upon us to communicate with our parents mm-hmm. to the extent that we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, some of the conversations were forced, but I've been thanked by almost every member of my family, if not every mm-hmm. member of my immediate family for, I would push and I'd be mm-hmm. like, look, we gotta talk. I wanna know you and I want you to know me. Mm-hmm. But we, but like, I, I think, which is typical of oppressed people, mm-hmm. we wanna find power where we could find it. And yeah. one of those things in the black community is I am the parent, you are the child, I am right. above you. I'm yeah. automatically more knowledgeable than you yeah. on all things. Mm-hmm. And I'm automatically more important. And it doesn't yeah. work like that. And I had to tell them like, look, I love you and you're great. And I acknowledge mm-hmm. your gifts and your wisdom, but mm-hmm. I know some shit too. And I've lived a life too. And right. I've had experiences that you have not had, you know, right. mm-hmm. and I'm also a person and I'm not a yeah. child, you know, anymore. And yeah. we have to kind of have those conversations mm-hmm. and, um, and they didn't go well at first, but eventually I was thinking, <laughs> and, um, and now we're very close, but we had to, yeah, we, it's like, <laughs> I remember, I remember having a conversation. Oh, mom, dad, please forgive me because it's another black people thing. I'm talking the family business. But mm-hmm. I remember when I first started to kind of blow up as a vocal coach, mm-hmm. my dad constantly trying to give me advice on how to run my business. Mm-hmm. And eventually I was like, dad, um, and it, it was not always good advice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dad, he was like, you know, you got to take other people's opinions. Like, no, I don't. 
Right. No, I don't. That's not what being, that's not humility. That's stupidity. Mm-hmm. If a surgeon is performing open heart surgery, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go up and be like, you know, you should move that scalpel to the left. That's just my opinion. No, mm-hmm. I don't know a fucking thing about open heart surgery. Right. My opinion is not equal to that of another surgeon. Right. Dad, with all due respect, I love you. You don't know a fucking thing about what I'm doing. <laughs> so your opinion is not equal to that of Michael Bryant. Right. It's not. Right. You don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So like you don't you don't know this. Right. I love you. You know I'm, you know what you know, you know the fuck out of it. Of course right. I was these F bombs with my father not crazy. But <laughs> 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 you know the hell out of it. And because mm-hmm. my dad is a he knows financial stuff. He, that's what his degree he knows business. He's helped me in other ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I'm preparing for my future with, with how I'm investing my money. A lot of information he's given me. Mm-hmm. But stuff about actually growing and advertising and forming, he didn't know nothing about that. Like literally, right. he never had to do what I've had to do. Some yeah. some of the some of the tools that I use were not in existence when he was running his business. Right. So, so he didn't, I told him if it was up to you, I never would have done YouTube. Because when mm-hmm. I first started, he was like, What's YouTube? You get on the YouTubes. <laughs> <laughs> the YouTubes, you know, Plural, so, YouTubes. and I was like, I remember when I first started air coaching, I was like, I don't know, vocal coach, you know, when I, yeah, so many things that I've done in my career that they're not so proud of me for, right, right, I wouldn't have done, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even have kept singing, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, I think, yeah, I, I think that that's challenging for parents to kind of let go and let their children, mm-hmm. you know, take control over their lives, you know what I mean, yeah. and so. Um, I know for, for me, <laughs> I think if there was ever a point where my parents are like, okay, child, is when, you know, coming out to them and then not just coming out to them, but then also, yeah, yeah, you know, that combined with leaving the faith of Christianity, I think at that point there was like, okay, you know, he has, he, he has a mind of his own, you know what I mean? Not that they were always coddling me up to that age, because that actually didn't happen until later in life, you know what I mean? But I think at that point, it was really a wake up call to them that, um, I'm making decisions based off what I feel is best for me. And I do value you. I love you. We are family. I, I, I don't mind hearing what you have to share, but ultimately it's going to be the decision that I make, you know, but just realize that at this point, I'm not 12 anymore. So it's not what you say is going to happen automatically because you feel like that's what needs to occur. You know, I've, I've made my own path and I'll live with the, 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 the consequences and the rewards in the same way that you will. You know, so we're equal now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, I still love this. You know what I mean? But hey, you know, is, is this what's going to be? You know, you know. I, yeah. I feel you. And I've got to say, if my parents happen to watch this episode, because I feel like they always manage to find episodes that. <laughs> no, I know, right? <laughs> well, not, not my parents specifically, but I feel like people always manage to find the episodes that I'm talking about them in. Right, um, right, right. But yeah. uh, it's funny when you see family, like, oh, so what's up? And I feel like, you know what the fuck is up. Cause right, right. You manage to always know what I mentioned. Right. Yeah, but anyway, but <laughs> one thing I got to give my parents full credit for, my mm. coming out story was magical. Mm-hmm. Like, so my parents had the best reaction, mm-hmm. the most idyllic reaction possible, where they were like, we love you, we support yeah. you, we'll fight for you. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, my whole religious beliefs changed around my love for you. Yeah. Like, so what mm-hmm. I thought before just can't be true, because right. I know you, right. and I love right. you. So mm-hmm. there's no way you're going to hell. Right, right. Don't, mm-hmm. That don't make no sense. Right, you know? yeah. I mm-hmm. was wrong, clearly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the fuck? Like, if anybody has something to say, let us know. We got yeah. you. <laughs> I wish I wish a motherfucker would. Right. Your partner, we love him too. We be at the mm-hmm. wedding. Tell us when. Right. The fuck? Like that's crazy. That's uncommon. If anything, yeah. especially black people. My parents and multiple members of my family, like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You're, you're sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you've been in this alone for so long. And that we, mm-hmm. we created an environment in which you felt like you couldn't come out to us sooner. Yeah. What? So yeah. that that's crazy. So mm-hmm. I'll so I'll give them a perfect 10 for <laughs> that. 
So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when it came to like me coming out, mm-hmm. couldn't have been a bet. The only thing else they could have done was throw me a parade, you know? Right. <laughs> like, like, it, was, it was like the best reaction you could possibly right. have. Right. So, yeah. And that's, it, that's it a good blessing to have because we know yeah. many people have not experienced that. Mine was kind of. Mine was kind of neutral. I mean, I got the, you know, I love you too, but I think mine for them was more of a out of body or out of sight, out of mind, or mm-hmm. if we don't talk about it, then it just kind of is what it is. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, I even had, <laughs> we can talk about this off camera at some point, but I even had <laughs> one family member in the last month or so, we were in a conversation about politics, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't remember the exact topic, but somehow you know, LGBTQI um, affairs came up or something. It got into the conversation somehow. And I think my response kind of shocked this person. And he sent me a private text message. He's like, you know what? I forgot that you were gay. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and so that's what I'm talking about in the sense of, I think for some of my family members, it's a matter of, okay, yes, we do love you. But at the same time, you know, if you don't bring it up, then we might not necessarily bring it up or whatever. And so I was like, oh, okay. So that's where I am with this particular person. But I'm still, you know, do what I do and be. You know what's so funny? You came out first, and because mm-hmm. of your experience, yeah. I, when I came out to my family, I said, be- literally because of your experience, mm-hmm. I told them I'm not gonna do the thing where we pretend like I never mm-hmm. said what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'd rather I'm, I've made peace with myself to I'm prepared to cut you off now. Yeah. I'm gonna mourn it. I might cry a lot. I might I might hate it. But mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I have to love myself all the way. And, mm-hmm. and I'm in love with someone right now because that's part yeah. of what prompted it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I act, so that was also a major factor because it wasn't just me. I'm not going to come visit and act like he doesn't exist. Right. Not, that's, that's not even a factor for, for you. Oh, yeah, right. No. But, but for I, me, I'm like, I might want to cut that out. But then go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, but I'm not even going to, I'm not going to act like, um, like this person I'm in love with doesn't exist when I come yeah. to visit you. Yeah. And it's literally because of what you experienced. And I was like, oh, because I really thought my parents are probably going to do the same thing. <laughs> I, I didn't really see. I was like, I just feel like they're going to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of got a heads up, which is kind of fucked up a little bit. But I mean, I mean, I didn't have you go like, you go first, then I'll learn. Right, right. But the fact <laughs> is you went first and I was able to kind of like, I was like, okay, I see that that's a possibility. Of yeah, exactly. Happening. And of course, we both know uh, many other people who had similar, I'm yeah. not going to name drop, but yeah. I know some people who mm-hmm. had the exact same experience where the yeah. parents were like, I still love you. Just don't bring it up. We're not going to talk about it. Right. You know, you can come around. Don't, don't bring, if you have him come, don't bring mm-hmm. him around. Right. Uh, like, but you, you're still welcome, of course. Um, yeah. I even have one friend who his mother was like, you're going to hell. I love you. While we're here, I'm going to mm-hmm. enjoy your presence. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna be in heaven. You're gonna be in hell. So I'm gonna yeah. enjoy you while I can now because yeah. I'm not gonna see you in the next life. Yeah, and that's yeah. not good enough for me. Like not I can't. Yeah. I can't. Um, that wouldn't be for me either. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously that's way more extreme than what either one of us has experienced. Yeah, right, but, right, but, right, right. But yeah. I just knew that like that's not going. This is so not the plan. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's, it, it has to be. It would have. See, for me at the moment, you know, and I, I hopefully this doesn't warrant a whole bunch of private messages. But for me at the moment, <laughs> I, am, I am single. You know what I mean. And so, um, but if I was dating someone, it, it cannot be okay. You can't come around. It will not be. Yeah, I don't want to put your status on blast because I'm not even sure what it is. But I know at the time you were single. When right. Yeah. Around. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. So, but I think. I, whatever way I feel, I could, they could surprise me. They could surprise me. And it's not the whole family, it's only a couple. But I feel like um, 
if I was in a relationship and I did bring someone around, I think I would feel uncomfortable because I pick up on people's emotions so easily and the facial expressions and I and my particular my family members they kind of wear their emotions on their sleeve you know what I mean it's, it's, it's all there and they can they might try to hold it back but I can still sense it you know well, as you know just to be clear too to be realistic so I, I like to I try to be as vulnerable as I can with this form because I know I think one of the things I said this before mm. part of what brought and I, I hope my family understands this part of why I'm being so so open it's not to just put all, put all that business out there oh yeah yeah, yeah, Part yeah, yeah. Of what brought me to the brink of suicide when i was younger was that i felt so alone mm. and i felt like no one could understand what i was going through right no one could understand what i was dealing with and we as black people this is a human thing i know but we as black people we have this thing that i think is a curse mm. we're like everything's private 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 private, private. Mm. but there's so much healing that can happen from sharing stuff like this yeah absolutely happy community and when mm. we're all trying to trying to hear performing perfection for each other, mm -hmm. it's very isolating and you feel like, oh, well, I feel shame because mm -hmm. Michael's life is perfect and, and that's not my story, so he won't understand. Because right. he and his parents just get along so perfectly. Mm -hmm. I think it's powerful to share to the extent that we feel comfortable mm -hmm. what we've experienced because I feel like there's not enough of that. And I think our silence is killing us. Mm -hmm. And I think that our need to present this perfect exterior is poisonous. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that as, as deeply as I used to believe in Jesus. You know? and, so, and, and I think it needs to happen. And I know it makes people uncomfortable. And I know it can be terrifying to people. Mm -hmm. People in my family have had issues with stuff I've shared in the past. But mm -hmm. I do not regret it. Because mm -hmm. I feel like the reality is we are all human. And mm -hmm. ironically, let he was without sin cast the first stone. And I don't exempt yeah. myself from this. I talk about my own yeah. shittiness all the time. I'm mm -hmm. very open about it. My own anti- um, my own homophobia that I had mm -hmm. to work through, my own femphobia, my own, I had to work through a whole bunch of shit, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you would have caught me, thank God I didn't have Twitter back in the day, they'd have so many, is this you kind of messages right. of me talking about how I hated gays, because yeah. I hated myself, yeah. as I had been taught to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but, um, but as you know, or I think you know this, even though my family accepted everything so perfectly on the outside, mm -hmm. to your point a second ago, I had an experience a few years ago, I was at a family member's house, and I could feel the energy of mm -hmm. family, friends, and extended family, mm -hmm. people acting funny. Mm -hmm. And they, and I was gaslighted. Like they were like, or gaslit, whatever the, but they were like, um, they're like, oh no, it's all in your head, da, 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 da. And then a few days later, I got a drunken phone call from a family member mm -hmm. revealing that everything that I had sensed was true, that they were all talking about me, that they're all like, oh, you know, like, like he, he's not really gay because look at how he's acting and like you know y'all y'all he must y'all must let him get molested at church or something when he was younger that must be why he's confused and mm. all this stuff and and there were a couple of male family members who acted like i wasn't there wouldn't even shake my hand mm. so mm. yeah 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 so mm. it's not even though my immediate family had a, a perfect reaction i still have to deal with you know it's and i had a I had a friend who we had friends mutual friends who used to end every conversation with i love you i love you i love you once i came out wouldn't let their children around me. Mm -hmm. They felt that um, uh, homosexuality was tantamount to pedophilia. Right. So, mm -hmm. it, I, so it's still, you know, at yeah, the end I mean, of the day, did. you have to love the fuck out yourself. No, you and, need um, to. But I think there's a lot of trauma. I say this like every episode, I feel like, but when you oppress people, if you haven't done the work to heal, 
history has proven over and over again that you will create hierarchies to try to make yourself feel more powerful. Mm -hmm. So instead of like, you have to be a special kind of person to say the buck stops here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to keep furthering these generational curses. That's right. real. But if you mm -hmm. oppress people, we see it all the time. And if you're twice damned, if you're gay and black, mm -hmm. then or gay and trans is even more egregious in our community. Mm -hmm. And you have to really do a lot of work, not only on protecting yourself and advocating for yourself, but on healing yourself to make sure you don't become an abuser and an oppressor in your own, as soon as you get the opportunity. Yeah. Um, we see it with straight black men. Straight black men right now are the worst, generally. <laughs> you know, they hate black women, especially if they're right. dark skinned, they hate gays, you know. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are exceptions, many exceptions. But as yeah. a rule, just peruse social media for two seconds, you find them. You know, mm -hmm. so some of them in our family, you don't have to go yeah. far. That's <laughs> go true, far. you don't. So, um, yeah, yeah don't. but <laughs> yeah, but I just had to share that because I wanted to, because I didn't want somebody looking like, oh, Eric had this experience. Like, I wish I had it. Mm, I, we all have good and bad happens <laughs> in our lives, mm -hmm. you know, and that was one of the, the bright moments, but I had a lot right. of mercury that happened as well um, right. along with that. And I went through a phase of, uh, I had to heal my own self-hate because I went through a phase of thinking, okay, well, I'm gay, but at least I'm not thin, mm -hmm. like so-and-so. Mm -hmm. Or at least, you know, for a long time, like, at least I'm a top, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm like, I'm not going to let nobody touch this, you know, even though <laughs> I think it's very pleasurable. But, <laughs> but for a long time, I was like, no, because I got to be higher up. Like, if, if yeah. I'm going to be gay, I'm going to be the top of the gays. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. You know, it's I, like, I might like... be black, but at least I'm my skin. You know, it's, it's that kind of foolishness, you know? That, that, yeah. that whole gay culture in that sense is really like killing us you know as a community as a but i think a lot of it stems from i feel like part of the healing is having to confront the friend the family structure so mm -hmm. i think when you internalize mm -hmm. that's that's why, that's why i told my parents i'm not gonna i have a limit because i knew if i let them treat me that way i wasn't gonna be able to heal myself because mm -hmm. I would never let a white person be like, I think all black people are niggers, but I'll let you stay around. Right. Of course. I would never. So why mm -hmm. would I let someone say, well, I think they're all horrible and going to help us. You know, we cool. Mm -hmm. No, right. no, it's not good enough for me. Mm -hmm. You're not going to tolerate me. You either right. love me or, mm -hmm. or, or don't. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't know, especially after meeting people like you, Dier, mm -hmm. um, I feel like I feel closer to y'all than some blood relatives in my family mm -hmm. and most blood relatives in my right. family. And so, especially my extended, everybody knows me and Marcus are like kapow, but, mm -hmm. but you know, the most, especially extended family, I got first cousins and stuff. I'm like, who, but mm -hmm. y'all I consider like brothers. So right. I don't, I'm just past this place of feeling like, I know black people were really big on this. I think it's, it's in our genes. It's generational. It's another, form of generational trauma for like family, 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 even when it's super toxic, even when you've been raped or molested, even when you've been abused, even when you've been stolen from family above all else. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, you, we can be family, but you're not going to treat me like shit. Right. Yeah, that's true. Fuck that. Right. I mean, it comes down to the name. actions. Yeah. <laughs> so. you know, love has got to surpass the words, you know, the lip service. It has to be the actions and the actions aren't there, but the actions are being fulfilled by other people who aren't blood related then why wouldn't you be closer to them? You know, it, it's just, it just makes sense to me. Yeah, the I mean, spiritual bonds be like... Um, the what, you said the what bonds? The spiritual bond, bonds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's to me, that's most important. And I'm lucky in that, yes, I have brothers who I'm very... I'm, I'm close to all three of my brothers, even though I'm mm -hmm. closest to Marcus. Mm -hmm. It's just, we're closest in age, everything. We're just practically twins, even though I'm two years older. And, I'm, and I have parents that I'm very close to now, and I'm, mm -hmm. and I'm happy for that. Mm -hmm. But... Um, 
I was ready to cut all that. So you know, I, was, <laughs> I was prepared. Not that I was looking forward to it, not that I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. But once I realized that I had to love me in order to live the life that I wanted to live, mm-hmm. I realized anybody who's not in alignment with that is out. Like, I yeah. just can't. I am not going to live in existence where I'm apologizing for myself, for shrinking myself, for cutting off pieces of myself to make you more comfortable. I can't live that way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my, I couldn't speak for a month. My jaw mm-hmm. locked down. Yeah. I was choking on unspoken words. Yeah. And so there is, there is keeping the peace. And then there's like slow suicide, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to kill myself so that you can feel a little better around right. me on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I choose so, me. I choose me. You know? That's a song. Who's, who's that from? Oh, I'm just making it up. I don't know. It sounds like it, a song. It could yeah. be. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> but anyway, I, I went know. on every, all, the whole rant, but I just know that for a lot of our listeners, because, mm-hmm. you know, we all get the messages that I know y'all, y'all are dealing with this, and I know it's really hard because who doesn't want their family around, you know? But mm-hmm. um, at some point, like, there is life outside of, like, <laughs> your immediate family. Yeah, there so, is. It, it, if it comes to that. But mm-hmm. also, in, the, in my case, you can heal a lot with conversation and, like, in communication, you can grow. So I'm not just, mm-hmm. to be clear, I'm not advocating just cut everybody off right off the bat. Right. Um, there's a learning curve. Mm-hmm. I had to educate my family on a lot of things. I had to teach them how to communicate. Mm-hmm. I had to teach them about what it meant to be gay and how I do not encompass everything that that is because I'm one person and we are not a monolith. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to teach them those things. I remember having to teach some members of my family. I remember them saying like, okay, you're gay, but it's okay, Eric, because you still act like a man. And I had to be like, well, sit, let's have a conversation. Right. Even if I was the femiest femme on earth, mm-hmm. I would still be worthy of love. I would still be worthy of life. I would still be worthy of respect. Mm-hmm. And it can be exhausting, but I felt you have to ask yourself, like, do you, do you feel like it's worth investing that time and energy mm-hmm. um, to, to, to be a catalyst for change in your family? And depending on your own unique circumstances, the answer might be no. You might say, Mm -hmm. I'm better off without them. And that might be truly what is best for you. Mm -hmm. And you might have to do some work and you might keep some and lose others. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a thing, but but you do matter. So Spirit, let me feel led to say that. (laughs) Thank you, Spirit. So the battle is yours. (laughs) Right. It is. No matter what you're going through. I can't think of any other words, but anyway. (laughs) Do you have anything to share on that? I didn't expect to go on that big. No, it's fine. It's fine. I think you you said it, but uh, I mean, I agree with you. You know what I mean? And so I just, I just, I just, I think that we are conditioned and we're creative. However, we're creative. You know, I know we all have different beliefs, but we're creative where we need communication, we need interaction, we need love, and we need Yeah. Can I ask you this? That can come through family or others. Or both. I want to ask you a question and if you don't want to answer, if you want to cut this part out, you totally can. Mm -hmm. So I know what happened when you first came out to your family. Mm -hmm. How are things now? And did you do something so they can improve or did it just improve naturally over time? If it improved? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine that to be honest, I think it's still in a place of my sexuality doesn't come up at all for the most part, you know? And I, I guess it would be because um, I'm not in a relationship, so mm. they don't see me with anyone, you know? Mm. Um, they don't ask, you know, hey, are you dating or whatever? You know, my parents were, they were never really like that to begin with though, even when they thought I was straight. 
you know, it wasn't, I mean, you know, I went to proms and I went to um, dances and stuff with girls, of course. So I guess they just saw it happening, but there was never like a, a big inquisition about, you know, you having sex. There was never a sex talk or anything like that. Oh, wow. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. It was never, you know, make sure you wear a condom or well, put it this way. If there was, I forgot. <laughs> if there was, I forgot. I feel, but like, as, I feel like you would have remembered that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would think so, too. You, yeah. you are a sexual being. <laughs> right, I know, right, yeah. Exactly. I, I thought you did some crazy freak with it, but I think yeah. you would remember. Um, yeah. If you did fall in love with someone and you decided to even move in with them, mm -hmm. I mean, you, obviously, you can be in love with somebody not move in or get married or whatever. But if yeah. you did, would you... Have you thought about what would happen, like if you would bring them around your family, or would you just be like? No, I haven't really. Um, I know that I will, or that I would without any hesitation, you know what I mean? Um, but I think in that moment, I would be expecting for certain family members to have to press through. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I, like I, I don't, and when I, mean press, when I mean press through, I mean in the sense of, um, they'll be respectful, they'll be really nice, you know, but I think, they'll. I put this, they would still hold their values or their, their views of, you know, they think in the eyes of God, it's not right. You know what I mean? But they wouldn't be like, you can't come in mm. or, or, and they wouldn't even be standoffish or whatever, you know, I would just know what their, their views are, what their beliefs are. And it's kind of like, well, how could they have those beliefs, but not somehow it manifests in their actions toward this individual? Well, maybe it would with a certain look or a certain whatever. Um, but I think, I think if anything, they would just internalize it and be like, well, that's, you know, the life that he wants to live, that's fine. You know, we're not going to shut him out. They, they wouldn't shut my partner out. Um, but I just know that I don't think that me being in love and bringing someone around would be powerful enough for them to see that and see how happy I was and to therefore think, okay, there's, there's nothing wrong with this in the eyes of God. I think that they would just still believe it's wrong. But you think it would be a similar energy yeah. as if you were totally straight and had a child out of wedlock? Um... Uh, I'm, I'm being mad hypothetical. I'm just saying, I don't know. I yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, I, I would actually, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure, but but I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll give a different scenario. I do have a brother who's not married. Okay. Um, they don't have any kids, but he lives with his girlfriend. And she's been with, they, she's been with him now since, damn, like years. You know, but they just never got married. They live together, you know, no kids. And my parents treat her like a daughter. You know what I mean? They, they've Even been though you, and you know that they don't agree with that. Well, but yeah, they can't, they shouldn't. I right. mean, no, wait, let me back up. From their perspective, from their beliefs, they shouldn't because that's like shacking up, you know, and they know that they're having sex. That's premarital sex. And according to the Bible, that's wrong. So mm -hmm. they should not agree with that, but they treat her like a daughter. They go and see them on trips. Okay. I feel you. You know what I mean? So, so there's that. So if I was in a relationship with another man, do I think that my parents would have the same energy towards us that they do for my brother and, and, and his girlfriend who's been with for years for years? No. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't think it would be um, negative, like standoffish, we don't want to see you energy, but I don't think they would embrace us in the same way. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, my brother and his girlfriend have been together for years. You know what I mean? But I still don't, even if I was with someone for years, I just don't see them having that same type of energy. You know what I mean? Because I still think that at the core of it, they think it's wrong. And I think in my father's case, it's not that it's wrong. It might also feel kind of like, ugh, like that. Just to be clear, you're not saying four years. You're saying for several years. Oh, for years. several years. Yeah, it's yeah. been like 15 years now. Like 15. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah they've That's been together for a minute. But it's kind of like, like a running joke in the family. They're damn near um, common law married. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's kind of like a it's kind of like a running joke in the family where it's like, like why haven't you married her yet? And and and, they, and now some of my family members are even calling her his wife. You know, because they've been together I mean, for so long. On what state they live in? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they basically are. But all, but to get back to your point, um, which is which is a, a good one. No, I I do not think that the energy would be the same. You know what I mean? And so, how would I handle that? To be quite honest, man, um, and I'm actually okay with this right now. I know for you that you mentioned that, you know, you took them through and you were like, no, this is how it's going to be. Um, and I could get to that point too. When I was, now it's not even about getting to that point. I could have that same perspective at some point, but I'm kind of okay in a sense of if I was with someone and I didn't feel the same energy from my parents that I see that they show towards my brother and his girlfriend, I would be like, you know what? That's the energy that you're holding within yourself. And I don't have to internalize it. And I'm going to be happy. You know what I mean? And so I'm going to be good. You know, that's how I feel right now. Everybody's um, different. I think for me, if that was the case, I just would rather not be around them at all. Then like, what's yeah. the point? Is, is oh, it yeah. like, what am, I, what am I getting from this? Yeah. If I have to do the work of being rising above and ignoring how you feel. Right. <laughs> like, is it even worth it? Like, I feel like, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to have to, I'm not trying to like Buddha myself into like higher consciousness to be above it. Right. I'd rather be around people who love and accept me. You know, yeah. my, like that's like, why would I insist on going to a clan meeting and like, well, as long as y'all don't attack me, I'm just gonna sit in. Like, right. I just, it just doesn't, I just don't understand the point unless you're mm -hmm. saying because you're family, I have to do this. Yeah. Or, or you're saying, well, I can, but also you might be saying, well, I genuinely enjoy aspects of being around them. Which I, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, you know, I, th I think it, it, that is part of it. You know, when I'm around mm -hmm. them, um, we talk about what we talk about. We interact in the way we interact. We're joking. We're doing whatever. Mm -hmm. I think the only way that it would present a problem is if it's specifically dealing with sexuality and maybe a conversation. You know what I mean? Or if I but now if I was in love and I and someone was with me, that could change the game totally. You know what I mean? That could totally change the game. And maybe I would be much more, um, you know, upfront. Like, listen, either y'all are going to totally accept, you know, in word and in deed. Or, or I'm out. You know what I mean. And also, you can't control people's thoughts. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I feel how they feel, so I also understand that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And so, and and there are, and don't there have been moments where something about sexuality has popped up, like either at a family gathering, and it could be a gay character on TV, or it could be, you know, the policies of the current government or whatever. And I would speak up in that moment. So it's not that when those times of confrontation can kind of creep up. I wouldn't take a back seat and just be like, well, they're just going to believe what they're going to believe. I, I will speak out, you know what I mean? And so maybe if I was, if I did have a partner, it would grow even more, you know, and, and it could get to the point of either y'all going to, you know, get with us totally or we're going to be out. I, I don't know. But right now I am content with how it is, you know what I mean? In the sense of I enjoy it. It's obviously time. a personal thing for people yeah. watching. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I clearly have my strong as almost borderline militant views mm -hmm. but at the same time i get that people are different i find family dynamics are different mm -hmm. and my relationship with my parents is different than you with yours because they're different people obviously and we're different people right. and mm -hmm. so um mm -hmm. yeah you know what it is i think because i was so close to my parents and we conversed so much before i came out mm -hmm. um because we had healed on other things and we got so close i was like i'm not ready to have that all be lost and reset just because i came out yeah, I not deal with it at all. Yeah. And, I, and I do feel, I personally feel like it does come out in the energy.
Um, yeah, sort of. You know, like, like yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it, does, it does come out in the energy of people. Yeah, know. when people hold stuff in, even though they may not outright say it, but I'm yeah. also extremely sensitive. Yeah. So, because like I said, I experienced that with my with my extended family, where I was like, I sensed this. Mm-hmm. Nobody verbalized it, but right. I sensed it to the point where I was like, next next holiday, I'm not coming around, y'all. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. Right. I'm not. Because I feel like life's so short. If I have the choice between being around people I love to be around, mm-hmm. or I feel like I could be my whole authentic self and be welcomed openly, fully. Because mm-hmm. um, I also don't think sexuality is just about sex. Because yeah, right. you know, because yeah. you can't like you know like it's it's it is a it is an aspect of who you are as a person. It's not the totality. Right. It's just the creative energy. You can bring life into the world with it. You can take life out with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it has influence upon who we are as people and our personalities and stuff like that too, yeah. to, to varying degrees. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a thing, but because yeah. um, if it wasn't, it wouldn't constantly be brought up on TV every two, every two seconds. You <laughs> right. know, <laughs> right. yeah. behind damn near every plot line on earth, right. but um, uh, you know, yeah. in books and TV. But yeah. anyway, uh, dear, I don't know. We're kind of we started talking about that white father. Uh, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to end up, my stomach is growling so i'm gonna have to check out in a moment but let's let's keep it because i actually want to dare to answer a question too yeah um, so i'll well, i'll skip ahead so now we're talking about like we're talking about like coming out and we're talking about black family dynamics and like what would you be willing to, to, to deal with and i was saying i kind of had an ideal coming out where my parents were like we my immediate family was ideal and they were like we love you i wish the neighbor would try to say something we're backing you 100 percent. we don't see it. there's nothing wrong we will change our religious views because we love you that much and we realize God can't possibly be sending you to nobody's hell. We right. got to reevaluate ourselves to catch up to where you at because we love you that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I was partially motivated when I came out to them because of Michael's shared experience. I didn't know the whole thing, but Michael has shared with me the part about how they kind of were like, you know, just not, we don't have to talk about it so much, but we love you and whatever. And, mm-hmm. I, and I remember telling my parents because of Michael sharing that, I was like, I don't want that. Yeah. Because I'm in love with someone. And, and just, just, just as a quick clarity, they never, they didn't literally say we don't have to talk about it. It just said after I came out, there was no more discussion. So oh, there mm-hmm. was, there was no like, you know, are you dating someone now, or are you safe, or how are things going, or you know, will we meet anyone? It was just there was no discussion about it. So that's why I say it was kind of like out of out of sight, out of mind type thing. Yeah. So I think you no. Know, so, but they never explicitly said we don't want to talk about it. You know. So mm-hmm. because of Michael's experience, I could super see my parents doing the same thing, and I realized that because I was in love with someone who I wanted to bring around, I was like, you can't avoid this. Yeah. This grown ass man who's gonna be here. Right. You know? So I don't wanna and I don't want y'all acting stink because like I shared with Michael, I do think yeah. it affects your energy mm-hmm. if you're holding mm-hmm. something inside in ways yeah. that people who are perceptive, some people are more perceptive than others. But I think the three of us are unusually perceptive in that way. Yeah. I pick up on it. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like if y'all not going if y'all not ready, say that. Like and yeah. I was even willing to kind of work through stuff with them, but I wasn't gonna put myself in situations with them mm-hmm. if I knew they were gonna be energetically volatile mm-hmm. i can't do the whole i'm affecting peace externally but mm-hmm. secretly i'm harboring these feelings it doesn't work for me mm-hmm. but um what what do you what say you about whatever well first of all <laughs> hello hello <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello um good to be here uh, <laughs> uh no no, um, 
in just jumping in kind of half knowing what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the fans, uh, forgive me. I literally, I'm just be straight up with y'all. I literally just woke up, um, was knocked out, intended on taking a nap before the podcast and never got up. So, um, <laughs> hi, hi, first and foremost, my groggy voice. Um, so we're talking about coming well, out. Yeah, well, I guess here's a question for you. Um, it's kind of what the question that Eric asked me, or maybe it's a little bit different. But um, like with your, I don't know, this might be too, um, you know, I don't know if it's too nosy or not, so you can say. But Now you already know. <laughs> yeah, but like if, if your family wasn't comfortable with you bringing someone around, like how would you handle that situation? You know what I mean? If you had a boyfriend or a man or whatever. Um, would you just not visit them or would you f- sit them down and force them or not force them, but encourage them to see from your perspective and try to, you know, sway their views or how would you handle that? So I've been in somewhat of that situation before with family mm-hmm. and um, it, it really boiled down to me giving them an ultimatum. Mm. Um, I am here. I am right. me. And you can accept that or not. Right. And if you do great, then our relationship continues. There's really no difference mm-hmm. from then and now. Mm-hmm. Um, or you don't accept it and I just don't speak to you again. Mm-hmm. And so and that's and that's what it boiled down to. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made their decision to deal with it um, in their ways. And that was it. Mm-hmm. So I really don't think that I can. um I really don't think that I'll allow my family to uh, have their views be, you know, change the course of my life or mm-hmm. change how I do things. Mm-hmm. It's either, you know, I'm going to do me and you're going to be a part of that or you're not. And mm-hmm. it's just that it's just that simple. How far do you think that they need? How far do you think that they need to take it? Is it enough for you for them to not accept homosexuality? I hate that word. Same sex relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, but but they're respectful to, towards you and even respectful towards your, your boyfriend, you know, or do you need them to view same-sex relationships as, okay, totally? So, so we're talking about like surface level acceptance versus... Yeah, yeah, because I kind of, I mean, I kind of know your family has a like a, a, a Christian background as well, and mm-hmm. you know, and so for some Christians, they had a perspective where they don't agree with it because according to their Bible, it's wrong. But mm-hmm. they'll love you and accept you. Sure, bring your partner around. You know, I still don't agree with it, but, you know, we love you, whatever, whatever. Or is that okay? Is that enough? Or do they need to change their theology? You know, do they need to change their perspective? And then no longer is it a sin in their eyes. I don't think that I'm here to try to change anybody's views because mm-hmm. lo and behold, it's like people are going to believe what they want to believe regardless of what they tell you. They can tell you anything right. and then turn around and, be like, oh my God, I just, I don't even want to deal with that situation. I'm going to try to avoid it as much as I can. So I don't think that, I don't think that them not accepting everything would be the demise of a relationship necessarily, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I may not have to give myself that energy all the time. Like I don't have to be around them, you know, all the time or anything like that. But every now and then, if me and my partner were to go and visit, Mm-hmm. And they just tolerated it at that point. That's fine. As long as they're not disrespectful, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll deal with it. Um, 
does that mean that we have a super close relationship and I always want to like call my family on a whim and talk to them about X, Y, and Z? No. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the difference because mm-hmm. I do call my family on a whim and talk to them about X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So I will call my parents and just like, we just talk for hours. Like on my birthday, I talked to my parents for like three hours mm-hmm. about yeah. everything. And um, yeah, there's so many co-factors. It's interesting hearing both of you guys' views mm-hmm. and I totally get both of them. Um, I almost feel like y'all better than me. <laughs> you said <laughs> what? Again? You said what? So that nothing ever grew again. I I think you know what it is. I spent so much time in my life hating myself. By that point, I was mm-hmm. like, I can't tolerate even one iota of more hate. Like I just like y'all need to pull me before I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, you can't control how people think because as you both of you know, there's one member of my family who claimed to be like, I'm all in. I love you. And then once he got drunk, the real truth came out. So yeah, he can't control, but when he's sober, he swears he he's totally accepting. He doesn't care, but every mm-hmm. time he drinks, all this stuff comes out. He can't mm-hmm. even control it, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I just." And so I'm like, "Okay, that's obviously in there, you know." Mm-hmm. Yep. So so I, so you can't control how somebody feels. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, though, I cut him off for a couple of years. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, and I and I just wasn't around him. I was like, I just can't. I just can't. But I, right. I guess the thing is, you have to be true to yourself. Yeah, but also, and when I say cut him off, I didn't mean like we never spoke again. I educated mm-hmm. him, and I was like, "Look, this is where I'm at, and I'm gonna." Sh-. And I do feel like he's grown as a person. I do think I'm a I'm a teacher down to my soul, and I will if I feel like you're a willing student, I will work with you. You know, yeah. um, but if I just feel like you just have this blind kind of despising of you know that, mm-hmm. and you just wear a facade of calmness, you know, I worked around white people. <laughs> I, I can't do that. I can't do. I, my tolerance for that is my personally. My tolerance is very low for the. Oh hey 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 dear. When I, I can't I can't and black people talk about it all the time. I can't have the smiling in my face, but you secretly feel X Y Z. I oh my god I can't I can't do it I can't mm-hmm. um because I feel like I had I, I I feel like three percent psychic like where I feel like I know what you really think mm-hmm. and I can't. I just can't, but I'm glad y'all are here to balance it out because I I really am listening to what y'all said and thinking about it. But thankfully, mm-hmm. in my immediate family, it hasn't been a major issue. So, and the yeah. person who I cut off, we recently, after like two years, we've had a reconciliation um, where um, on my birthday they thanked me for helping them become a better person. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. literally, they wrote me a beautiful message that mm-hmm. brought me to tears um, mm-hmm. about how like that like you know. I thank you for calling me out. Thank you for making me aware of X, Y, Z. Because I do think that Black people's fixation and hatred of gays has a lot to do with the fact that we're so oppressed. And like mm-hmm. I said before you yeah. came on here, one thing history has shown is oppressed people, if they don't heal, mm-hmm. they look to establish new hierarchies to see who can I be above? Who can right. I oppress so that I right. can do my worth? Because yeah. I only know value through hierarchies and through oppression. Mm-hmm. So instead of like, I wanna be free, but who can I now oppress? And so, and I do think that has a lot to do with why black people are so xenophobic um, mm-hmm. culturally, um, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's a thing, but um, I'm gonna shut up for now because we're way over, but does anybody <laughs> have any closing thoughts? <laughs> No, I mean, my, my closing thoughts are, I mean, I definitely want to hear from y'all. We want to hear from y'all about your experiences. Um, and for, our, uh, for, for our straight or whatever term you want to use, hetero or not, not, it's not just gay and hetero. There's so many different, whatever you are, you know, or I should say for your, for those of you who are non-gay, I am 
interested in how you interpret all of this, you know. Mm-hmm. And and if we do have any Christian listeners or other, you know, religious listeners who do see same-sex relationships as being an abomination or however you want to term it, um, yeah, I'm just curious of what you think about the people that you know who are gay. You I'm know, curious how, as to how you can listen to this podcast. Well, that's, <laughs> right. that's you know, I mean, you could First be positive. You could be positive. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but but for those who aren't, um, yeah, I am. I'm curious what your thoughts might be. Like like, would you be open to, like, if you had a brother or a sister or a family member, you know, or mm-hmm. maybe you do. Like, how how are you, how is that relationship working out? You know, I'm just curious. You know, because I think I think we have a lot of listeners from different backgrounds. And so, you know, I'd be interested to get your perspective from someone who's outside of our context. So, yeah. But yeah, let us know what you think. Let's I just want to thank both of you and Dier, because I, I think, what, a couple weeks ago, I woke up late or no, I was getting ready late for whatever, so I did the same thing. So you both, Oof. but this wanna, was a struggle. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to personally thank both of y'all for being this open because I feel like this just mm-hmm. doesn't exist. It, mm-hmm. It's so hard to find like a fucking four leaf clover up in this bitch. And I think that it's very mm-hmm. healing for people to even hear these conversations. And like you miss this part there. I won't take you through the whole thing, but I feel like the vulnerability we offer is healing to me to hear y'all stories in, in, in the backgrounds. And it can be, I think it could take away some of the shame for other people who are going through similar things mm-hmm. and it can make them feel less alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's a powerful thing. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I, yeah, thank y'all for even doing that because it's cause especially because we all we're black, so we know we don't all mm-hmm. talk about our business, <laughs> about, and we're also men, it's about our feelings, and we gay, don't right. do that damn shit. So, you know, it's so it's, yeah. it's like, yeah, we're I feel like I'm I don't know, proud to be friends and family with you all. So, amen, hallelujah, glory. That's just how I feel inside. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all hit us up with y'all's thoughts too. Yeah, I'm curious to see too. I'm I'm have to get on um on the the Patreon and kind of chat with y'all to see see what's yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, so next time, yeah, we will see y'all. Later, y'all. Peace, y'all. Holla.